Good morning. I say good morning. It's 10.50, you should be awake. I'm not talking to a bunch of college kids this morning, no, I'm just kidding. Well, like we said uh, earlier, we're so thankful that you're here this morning, um, that you've come to just receive the Word of God. That God is here, uh, He's in your life, He loves you, um, He wants to encourage you, and uh, today I just encourage you to open up your heart and mind to what the Lord's speaking to you, to receive His goodness, to receive His grace, His second chances, and uh, maybe just a word of encouragement for your life. Um, my name is Alex, I'm our youth music family minister here at New Covenant, and uh, again, I'm privileged to give the word this morning. Steve is always so gracious to let me do that, which is pretty cool. Um, and today, as we look at the, the story of the ten lepers, not leopards, but lepers, um, people who had a skin disease, we're going to learn a little bit about what it means to have a, an attitude of gratitude. And that this can be a way of life in our, in our lives, that also we don't take anything for granted. I don't know about you, but over the last few days, I've been counting my blessings. Amen? Raise your hand if in your family, uh, as you start to eat, somebody says, what are you thankful for? If that's not in your family, I encourage you, make that a part of your family tradition. Um, let, me, let me just start off by reading a footnote out of my Bible that I read this week um, to really emphasize what we're going to talk about today. Right, so in the story that Larry just read, just a little context, um, right, Jesus is traveling from one city to another, and along the way, he runs into these ten lepers. Again, not leopards, lepers. Okay, there's not a bunch of leopards jumping on Jesus. Uh, no, it's... These, these folks who have a skin disease, that they've been ostracized, they've been put aside from society, and yet they, re, they call out to Jesus as he's walking by. We don't know how Jesus came, we don't know how they learned about Jesus' ministry, but as Jesus is coming by, they yell out, Lord, have mercy on us. Right? They reach out and, and, and yell, heal us. And what does Jesus do? He does. He heals them, and then he says, go and show yourselves to the priests, which was the way of them saying, if the priest looked at you and said, yeah, you're healed, it was kind of the, you can go back to being in society, right? It's, the priest was your COVID-19 test to say, uh, I, I'm negative, right? So they were able to enter back into society, um, which we get with this pandemic of the last couple of years, right? So that's kind of what happens is, one man comes back and thanks Jesus, falls down at his feet, submits to him and says, thank you for healing me. And Jesus asks, where are the rest of the nine? Where are the other nine? He says, I don't know, but here I am. Right? So let me read this footnote for us this morning as we get started. This is about verse 16. It says, Jesus healed all 10 lepers, but only one returned to thank him. It is possible for us to receive God's great gifts with ungrateful spirits. Nine of the ten men did so. Only the thankful man, however, learned that his faith had played a role in his healing. And only grateful Christians can grow an understanding of God's grace. God does not demand that we thank him, but he is pleased when we do so. And he uses our responsiveness to teach us more about himself. 
So I'm going to just take you to another story really quick about um, uh, Jesus healing another man, another leper, um, who was also a Samaritan, like this man that was healed today. Um, And I want you to just, as I read this, I want you to keep in mind that God is willing and able to heal you. The question is, are you going to let him? Okay, let me read this for you really quick. This is in Mark 1, 40 to 45. A man suffering from a dreaded skin disease, leprosy, came to Jesus, knelt down, and begged him for help. If you want to, he said, you can make me clean. Jesus was filled with pity, or other translations say compassion, and reached out and touched him. I do want you, I want to, he answered, be clean. At once, the disease left the man and he was clean. Then Jesus spoke sternly to him and sent him away at once. After saying to him, listen, don't tell anyone about this. Go straight to the priest and let him examine you. Then in order to prove that everyone, prove to everyone that you are cured, offer the sacrifice Moses ordered. But the man went away and began to spread the news everywhere. Indeed, he talked so much that Jesus could not go into a town publicly. Instead, he stayed out in lonely places, and people came to him from everywhere. So let's go back to that slide really quick, Dad. My dad's at the soundboard, by the way. I'm not just calling our AV team Daddy-O or something like that. Um, God is willing and able to heal you, amen? Do you hear me this morning? Let me say that again. God is willing and able to heal you. Whatever it is, whatever your leprosy is in your life, whatever that thing is that is making you isolated from God and other people, there's nothing that can scare Jesus away from you because he loves you that much and he wants to heal you. He wants to bring life to you. But the question is, are we willing to let him do that? And do we have a way of life of gratitude that we say thank you to him? Let me tell you what happened this last week. We were getting in the car to go out to my in-laws for Thanksgiving dinner, and my daughter is really getting into her seatbelt, her her car seat. Raise your hand, parents, young parents in the room. If your kid is saying, let me do it. Oh, wait, parents in the room, has your kid ever said, let me do it? Yes, all of us, right? Right? So we've been trying to let Frances have her moment with her car seat. And as she was struggling and struggling, I kind of stood there. I was like, okay, we got to go. They're waiting for us, you know. And then finally she looked up and said, hey, Dad, I can't do it. I need help. And in that moment, God spoke to me and he said, dude, this is you and me. (laughs) How often are you trying to white knuckle it and heal yourself when if you just ask for help, I can do it? Let's learn from the lepers in this story, right? Luke 17, 12 to 13 in our scripture today said, As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. All of us, like these men, and Francis, my daughter, need help. Each one of us needs Jesus in our lives. Remember, beloved, that our Father is always willing and ready and able to help. All we have to do is say, oh wait, I can't do it, I need help. Say that with me, oh wait, I can't do it. Now say that again, I can't do it, I need help. 
Good. We practice it in here so that we can do it out there, amen? So my question for us this morning is, what is your leprosy? What is the thing that makes you isolate from others and from God? What is the misery that you're going through that excludes you from others? What is that secret sin that if anyone knew that about you, they would stop loving you? Do we kind of get it now? Each one of us is struggling with something in this room, and I'm not, I'm not no fool. When I look at you, I can see in your eyes that you're going through something. My encouragement to you this morning is ask for help. And when you do get healed, when you do get the help, don't forget to say thank you. Don't take that help for granted. Nothing will ever scare Jesus away from you. Let me read this out of Romans 8, 38 to 39. This is kind of classic. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angel, angels nor demons, fears of today or worries about tomorrow will ever, and even the powers of hell cannot separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So my encouragement to you this morning is don't take anything that you have for granted. We are called to ask for help and have an attitude of gratitude. This is a way of life for Christians. If this sounds different for you, may I encourage you, try it. See how it goes. I know for me in this last season of me learning about this heart surgery and me having to be kind of out of commission for a couple months, I've tried to spend a lot of time at the park with my kids. I'm not playing Xbox as much as I did. I realize that what I have I shouldn't take for granted. May I encourage you this morning to remember that yourselves. I can see all your faces. Don't worry about the kids. They're going to make noise. This is family service. Let them make noise. If your church isn't crying, it's dying. All the parents in the room that are going, listen to me for five seconds. You're good. Don't worry about them. They're kids. They can run. We got gates. They're fine. We got staff. They're around. Don't worry. God in his mercy has blessed you, beloved, and myself with an abundance of healing, favor, love, success, grace, and unconditional love. I'm going to invite my brother Charlie up this morning to give a quick testimony about what God's done in his life. Because if there's one person God has put in my life recently to teach me about what it means to have an attitude of gratitude, it's this new friend of mine, Charlie. He's kind of coming back to faith. But I'm going to give you the platform, and you just, you're preaching, man. You tell us your testimony. How has God blessed you, and what is the attitude of gratitude that God's showing you? Sure. So I think I've, I've probably been away from faith for about 20 years um, for a variety of reasons, and my upbringing in Catholicism was unordinary. But recently, I just started listening. I know it sounds so simple, but for me, it's, it's, being here, number one, being here as a first step, and then listening to what I'm told at church. And I'm telling you guys, incredible stuff has happened. The last three weeks have been insane for me. Like, crazy coincidences. I talk about someone that I haven't seen in my life in a while, and boom, there they come 20 minutes later walking in the park. 
it's, it's just, I can't, I can't explain it. So the more that I give to this, the more time I put into this, the more effort I put into this, the more I'm getting out of it. And it's, it's, there's no measurement to it. I can't, I can't put a value on it. It's changed everything. It's changed my relationship with my wife, with my kids, with my family. And the analogy I've been using is a cup of water. So my, my cup, what I've been saying is, is my cup is overflowing now. That's how I feel. My cup is overflowing. But in the past, I've been so worried about the spill on the table than to appreciate the stuff that I've been given, what's overflowing my cup. And people like Alex come along, and I just happen to meet people like Alex, Steve, Patty, people that are here. You guys took that cup, put a pitcher under the tap, and turned the tap on higher. And that's what it feels like. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And Alex has been great. You know, we did the marriage course here, which was, I mean, that changed everything for us. That changed everything. So I'm, I'm not going to break down. I'm good. But that's it. That's all I have to share with you guys. So thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, you can keep going. You can do the rest. They're all, it's all written right here, man. Yeah. Right, good job, buddy. Let's give him a hand. And let's give Jesus a hand for what he's doing in this house of worship. Amen. You know, when I look at Charlie, I see a heart of obedience, a heart of gratitude. I got to hang out at this guy's house yesterday. Man, it was awesome. We laughed a lot. I think he might be coming to watch Napoleon with me today or something. I don't know, maybe. You're invited to come. We're going to go see Napoleon for my birthday today. But, no, I just... Uh, I love this guy. He's my new friend. He's my new brother in Christ. Every Sunday morning, this guy shows up and he hangs out and we chat after service. It's so good. God is doing something in our lives. God is doing something in this house of worship. The question is, do you want to be healed? If so, come be healed and let's be like that one that came back and said thank you. Amen. Has God brought blessing in your life? Everybody say it with me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's where it starts. So, beloved, remember that Jesus is willing and able to heal you. You're never going to scare him away. All we have to do is, like Charlie saying, receive his love, his mercy, his grace. Receive that big pitcher of water, that tap that's turned up. We're called to say thank you, to have an attitude of gratitude, and to follow the way of Christ as obedient followers. Mark 1, 41 to 42 in that scripture that I added this morning was, Jesus was filled with compassion and pity. He reached out and touched him to that man. I do want to heal you, he answered. Be clean. And at once the disease left the man and he was clean. Our scripture today in verses 17 to 19 says this, Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. This is a way of life for us Christians. We're called to not take anything for granted. Pastor Steve, this morning at our 9 o'clock service, had a great sermon. You guys missed it. You should come next fourth Sunday. He said this, the way of life for us Christians is by being a person who praises God, submits to his heavenly Father, and gives thanks 
This is the way of life. So my encouragement to add on to that is ask for help. Have an attitude of gratitude. Say thanks. But don't just say thanks. Say, hey, Jesus, thanks. Thank you for what you're doing. Let's fall down at the feet of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for Charlie's testimony. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that his faith would increase and that we would be absolutely shocked at the man he becomes in Jesus' name. I pray for every heart in this room, Lord, that's going through something that has a leprosy of spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray over this whole house that if there's any person in this room who needs healing, in the name of Jesus, that you would heal them. Jesus, I pray in your name that you would do miraculous works of faith in this house, that we would become a church that has an attitude of gratitude, that we would take nothing for granted, that we would praise your name, we would submit to your word, and we would give thanks, God. We would ask for help when needed. So Jesus, we pray in your name that you continue to change us, you continue to heal us, Help us to remember to say thank you. Increase our faith. We love you, Jesus. Amen.